from sunny Minnesota, this is the Polaris Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I am Joe Zemer, and if you caught part one of this series, you'll know that you can add mountain riding to the list of topics I am not an expert on. So to get some expert advice, I sat down with some professionals at the Polaris Spring Sales Meeting in Dallas back in March. And part two of our mountain riding guide features one of the biggest names in snowmobiling. It's none other than Chris Barant. Well, if you're a seasoned snowmobile rider, you'll know this voice well. If you're new to the sport, you might be hearing him for the first time. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us about your background. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Chris Barant. I'm uh, with Barant's Backcountry Adventure. We do uh, snowmobile tours for pretty much people all over the world. Uh, and uh, I've been a Polaris athlete for the last 10 years. What was your entry point into snowmobiling? Tell us the origin story. How did this become a career for you? Well... Man, that's, uh, I don't know if we have a long enough podcast to talk about uh, all, all of that. But yeah, you know, um, snowmobiling just as a whole for me, um, uh, after the first time I did it, I knew this was something that I wanted to have uh, as a part of my life. And, um, you know, the, the story has been pretty crazy uh, to, to just, I mean, you know, back then, well, I'm 41 now, so, you know, that was 30 years, 30 35 years ago when I started snowmobiling, I was six and, you know, when grandma would come up to you and say, what do you want, what do you want to be when you grow up? And well, I want to be a snowmobiler. And, you know, when they laugh at you and well, that, that's not really a thing. And well, now, now I get to laugh a little bit cause I, <laughs> I'm a snowmobiler, you know? So, um, it's, it's been cool. Um, you know, and, and I think just the biggest thing is, is, uh, when you're passionate about whatever you're doing, um, with a lot of hard work and, and, um, persistence, you can, uh, you can do anything. Our topic today is mountain riding. Do you have any favorite locations to go deep snow riding in? Yeah, I get that. I get asked that question a lot. Like, what is your favorite? Where's your favorite place? You don't to have to ride? give away your secret locations. There's <laughs> one you want to keep to yourself. Well, it's actually a really easy, uh, answer. And, and, you know, to be honest, I mean, I, I've, I've literally ridden, all over the world, um, pretty much anywhere snow is. I've, I've been there. I've been a bunch of places in Europe and uh, Alaska, Canada, South America, uh, United States. And, you know, the biggest uh, and the easiest answer is, that, you know, if you give me a hill with some trees and some snow on it, it doesn't really matter where it is. I'm going to have a good time. So um, I, 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 I love it all. I love all the, um, you know, each place has its its unique uh um, just features that make it a lot of fun. For those of us from the Midwest who might be used to trails, how is it different going to the mountains? What is different about the riding? Yeah, um, we a, a big percentage of our clientele are from the Midwest or East Coast. Um, a, a lot of factors for that. One is just trying to try something different on a sled. Uh, two is, you know, maybe maybe not quite getting the snow that they used to, but still want to be a part of the sport. And so c- coming out West where snow is a little more consistent. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is you need to be prepared. Um, and you need to be prepared on many fronts. You need to be prepared physically uh, it, because coming out to 10,000 feet when you live at sea level is a big thing. You need to be prepared uh, for what could potentially happen when uh, you know we're, we're not on the trail. We don't have service a lot of the time, so you need to be prepared uh, on the sled-wise. And, 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 but but more, more than that, you, you need to be prepared with, with not 
because you don't you don't know right i mean you have to have this unnecessary skill set to get around in the mountains it's not flat there's no there's not a ton of trails and so anytime you're wanting to explore and go off trail um you know to have the skill to to maneuver your snowmobile in the places you need to maneuver um is important and and, you know that that's what we've built our business on over over the last 13 years so um but you know that's with more and more people coming out west, um, we really do enjoy the the teaching process of not only what you need to do on the sled, but what you need to have on the sled, what you need to do to prepare to have a good experience when you come out west. So what is the best way to learn if you're going to come out for the first time? Um, you know, here's, here, here's the other thing, too, is it doesn't take a ton of terrain to practice the essentials. Um, and for us out West, we, we, we talk about you, you have to be able to, to get your snowmobile, what we call on edge or, or be able to side hill because nothing's flat out in the mountains. And when you're on two skis and you're pointed downhill, well, you, you're going downhill. Right. Um, and so, uh, it's funny. One of, one of my, my really good guides is from Minnesota and he started off like everybody else in Minnesota running trails and and riding trails and went out west once and got addicted and and you know I I I tell this story a lot and and use him as a reference because when he got out west he said oh man I need to really work on this side hilling thing and uh, one thing Minnesota has a lot of that's ditches and it's a really small hill but you have to do the exact same thing you got to counter steer you got to get on edge and you have to be able to maintain uh, a, a slow in control side hill and so um you know when you when you got 10 miles of ditches and and fairly decent snow in there yeah, it's pretty easy to go practice how do i know if i'm ready to make that leap uh you know and and you know for me what i would say is you got to come out. You got you got to experience, and and so, um, and and that's the thing is as long as you ride within your abilities, um, ride ride within your comfort zone, you can go in out and at least, it, you could experience it and and see and see what what the key things that you need to work on. And some people pick it up really quickly. Some people really struggle with it. Uh, I get you know what the funny thing is when I get people who are are fairly new to the sport. Um, I'm excited for that because they don't have a ton of bad habits. Uh, what's really hard is when I get the customer and, you know, we, we, with, with, our, with our business, we line everybody up in front. And, you know, I, I, I ask them to introduce themselves, give me your riding experience and, and what you hope to take away from, from coming in and riding with us. And, and when I get the guy who says, yeah, I've been riding 40 plus years, I'm like, oh, man. I got 40 years of bad habits to break, you know, because when you're self-taught, it makes it, it's pretty challenging, right? Um, you just don't know what to do. And, and you know, the way I, I talk about it is like, it, it would be no different than me going to your job and me just walking in cold turkey and trying to do what you do that you practice every day on. Uh, I need help. I need instruction. Um, and I need to practice and I'm going to make mistakes. I want you to tell me what I did wrong so I can fix it and not do it again. What are some of the biggest adjustments for those newbies that come to your business that you see that they're struggling with right away? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, I, I would say, you know, the, the biggest thing and it's, and it's really frustrating for, for the writer is, you know, we talk about 
all of these things like, you know, how to counter steer, where to f- put your foot and, and, and body positioning and all that. But none of that really matters unless you actually ride with your eyes up, right? Like looking ahead and it sounds so easy, but it's so hard to do. And, and one of, one of the jokes we have is, you know, especially the guys who just, I'm like, man, you are literally like lifting your head two inches away from really getting this and understanding it and doing it. And, and the joke is, uh, so after we come down off the mountain, I'm like, okay guys, so you got a five mile drive to the lodge. I, I want you to stare at the hood of your car and try to drive to the lodge. It would be impossible, right? I mean, you, you just couldn't do it. And, there, and and so, you know, being able to, um, and, and again, it's when we feel uncomfortable with something, especially when we're learning, um, you're hesitant. And when you're hesitant, um, that creates um, just uncertainty. And that's that's what our goal is, is, is to get all of that away. And so, um, you know, and here's, here's what's the beauty of, of our industry right now is there's tons of YouTube stuff. Uh, myself and Dan Adams, we all have YouTube channels that talk about a lot of these things. So you can do a lot of your homework online now. Um, but there still is no replacement for doing it, uh, in real life. Maybe another thing that could be an adjustment for people new to deep snow is the fact that the sled itself is different. How is the mountain snowmobile different from the one maybe someone grew up in the East Coast or in the Midwest riding around on trails? Yeah, that's, uh, that is 100% a real deal. Um, You know, we get, I, I would say our clientele are a little bit more educated um, and, you know, they're, they're at least on a mountain slide now. So they're getting familiar with that. But, but that bit, that is a, just a huge transition and such a different dynamic. Um, and, uh, it's funny you bring that up because I had a, a husband and wife end up coming out in this, uh, in one of our last groups here. And, um, you know, they, they knew it was going to be hard and they have trail sleds at home. Um, and, but the, the first thing they said after day one is, I just, I didn't think it was going to be this different. And, and it is so different. And when you look at the two machines, I mean, you look at an RMK and it's tall and skinny and narrow and tippy and all that stuff, the exact opposite of what you want on a trail, of course. Right. Um, and so you just, you literally need to forget everything that you think you know about riding and cause it doesn't apply. <laughs> Let's talk more about brands backcountry adventure. Tell us about the business, how you guys started, kind of what goes into doing that every day. Well, it's uh, it's been a, a wild ride, that is for sure. Um, so I've, I've born and raised in Colorado, grew up in, in, in Colorado my whole life. And I was actually, uh, I was born in Denver, so I was a city kid, actually. But my grandparents had a cabin up in the mountains, and so we would, do, we would get to go up to the cabin uh, every a, a couple times a year and, and that's where I got exposed to snowmobiling and you know as as a kid uh, I I did not enjoy the city life uh, I wanted to be out in 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 the mountains and in, in whether it was the snow in the winter or just hiking around in the summer I you know I was an outdoors kid and so um, as soon as I I could uh, afford to move out right so See you, mom. See you, dad. I'm I'm heading up to the mountains, and and um yeah. So so being you know from a kid to teenage years to 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 current is, I just love to ride. 
Um, I love to ride and then, but then it's like, okay, it's fun to ride, but riding's expensive. You got to pay for snowmobiles and, and how do I make a living at this? And, and so I think one thing that just was, was pretty crazy was I thought, I think the industry was in a little bit of a, of a lull, you know, for, for the longest time it was, we were uh, out West anyway, in the mountains, we were doing all this high mark stuff, right? Like going up, building these crazy snowmobiles just to go hill climb and and you know i look at look back at what we were doing there and it's just absolutely terrifying with how much avalanche uh potential there was back then and and you know the education that we have now i look back at some of the stuff i used to ride i'm like there is no way you could pay me to go on a hill like that now and and i and so the the riding started to change um and it started to change in a really good way where we were starting to go into places that never had a snowmobile before um and so once and and it happened because of the 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 snowmobile chassis started to change and and give us the ability to to do that and so with brands backcountry adventure um you know i started doing uh, videos and all this type of stuff and people like kept asking how do you do that i want to learn how to do that and can can you teach me and and so you know the light bulb went off i'm like huh i wonder if i could actually like pull this off and and do this and so in 2007 uh actually i was doing freestyle too back then because there was no there was no making a living doing backcountry riding it didn't exist and so i uh i was doing freestyle at the time and I ended up uh, winning X Games, uh, the first ever freestyle event at X Games in 2007. I took that money and and put that into uh, my business, started Brands Backcountry Adventure and said, all right, I'm open. Does anyone want to come ride with me? And uh, 13 years later, we uh, we do we, we have about 350 people a year. That's a, that's uh, we are at capacity there and um, we do three day, four night deals. And and, you know, we have two really simple goals. Um, we, we want you to leave here with a new skill set that you can take with you forever. And you will look at terrain completely different when you leave our place. What level of experience do you want people to have before they come to ride with you? Yeah. So we have, uh, we have two different series. We have, uh, um, riding with myself. Um, those are for the guys obviously with, um, more, more mountain experience, um, and then, uh, what we call our mountain series, um, you know, that's definitely geared towards people who are just, are, are really wanting to, um, to invest in their, in their riding and be, and really learn how to do it the correct way, um, on the mountain side. Um, we, we don't take like people who have never been on a snowmobile before. Um, but it, you know, if, if you've been on a sled and you've got just a little taste of that, you know, the counter, what we really like is for someone to understand and know what counter steering and getting on edge or side hilling is. If you've got a little bit of that, that's all we really need to take that to the next step. Let's talk preparation here before you're heading out for a mountain ride. What are you doing beforehand? What are you packing? What are you making sure you bring with you? Well, and it's funny how, um, my, my preparation, uh, these days versus what it was, you know, when I first started writing, I mean, all I needed to make sure I needed uh, back in the day, make sure I had some water and a Snickers, uh, so I could, uh, make sure I got through the day. Right. But as, uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you have so many elements working against you out there. Um, and, 
it's amazing that more things don't have to happen more often. I mean, you hear these stories of people having to spend the night and they weren't prepared and all that. It's a serious deal. It's, it's really serious. And, and so, you know, one of our mottos at, at BBA is, you know, you don't have to carry a lot of stuff. You just have to carry the right stuff. And so, you know, preparation and, and it, it, it starts, there's so many factors of it. And, and so I'll, I'll dive into this just really quickly. The, the things that you can control. Okay. You can control your, your fitness. That's something that you can control. You need to be physically fit to go out and exert yourself for six hours at elevation in the snow. You need, you need to be ready for that. Okay. Sled setup. That's something that is another thing that you can control. Sled maintenance, making sure that your sled is in good working order so something doesn't happen when you're out on the mountain. Because if it happens out on the mountain, then your fun time turned into a not fun time in, in, in very quickly. So, so that's something that you can control. Um, your, your, the gear that you choose to wear is very, very important too. I was thinking about this the other day. We were, we were, we dropped down into this valley and this valley is like, it's one of the coldest places in the U S it's literally like it's had negative 58 below. And it, that particular day we were, we dropped in, it was minus 20 and I'm going 50 miles an hour, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I'm wearing the right gear. I'm prepared and I am actually comfortable standing outside on a snowmobile going 50 miles an hour and it's 20 below. That's pretty amazing, right? But if you don't have the right gear, the right setup, it could be miserable. It could be terrible. And, and so, you know, making sure that you, you invest in, in the proper gear. Uh, again, all, all of these factors just to ensure that, you know, this, all this, you bought, you bought the snowmobile, you got the trailer, you got the truck, you made the trip, you know, all of this money that you invested, we'll make sure that you, you enjoy it and have a good time with it. So being prepared there. Let's make sure we get some plugs in here. How can people find your content? How people, how can people find more about your business? Lay it all on us right now. Well, uh, man, this, and you know, that's, what's been really fun about, uh, about this industry is, um, you know, I, I just love it. I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And, um, so on social media, it's pretty easy to find me, uh, my Instagram, uh, page is Chris Brandt 211, uh, Facebook. You can just look up Chris Brandt. My website's pretty simple. It's Chris Um, you know, I've, I've worked my butt off to, to be able to, to make my name in this, uh, in, uh, in this industry. And, you know, my, my biggest thing too, is, you know, you, you only get your name once. And, and so I'm, I'm very thankful and humble that I get to do this. And, and, um, I, you know, I still think it's awesome that people want my autograph. I'm just a dude who likes snowmobiling just like they do, you know? Um, so I, it's, it's really enjoyable to, uh, to be a part of this industry. Um, and, and what's really neat too is, um, you know, you, you can have the opportunity to go ride in some of the coolest places in the world with me and my guys um, and and get taught the right way to do it. And, and it's not just about the riding, too. We have a, we have an incredible uh, lodge and staff and meals. I swear people come back for the meals more than they do than me yelling at them uh, how to be uh, how to side hill, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's again, it's it's just very enjoyable and, and very, very good gratifying for me to see when we get customers out um to see their progression over the three days um and that that's 
it's just awesome, you know, and, and you, you can't do that without hard work, um, determination and, uh, a little bit of instruction from us. And, and then it's pretty awesome. When someone's looking at a mountain sled, this could probably be an intimidating thing for someone. How do you make the right choice for your style of riding? What, what factors do people need to be considering when they're going into the dealer? Yeah, that's, you know, I get this question. I think this is probably my most asked question. Hey, I'm, I'm getting a sled. What should I get? That's like, well, you shouldn't be asking me what you should get. You should be asking yourself, what should I get? And so it's, it's a daunting task just to, I mean, we're, we're sitting here in, in Dallas at the 2021 release and you have all these sweet models. And so it's like, what, well, what is the best sled for me? And, and so I, I break it down very simply is you, you need to figure out what your agenda is. What is the job? Okay. What's the job that you're trying to do? And then figure out the best tool for that job. Can we get the job done without, okay, so if we're going to cut down a tree, can we, would you want to use a chainsaw or a handsaw? Well, you could get the job done with both, but we'd probably want to use a chainsaw, right? So I, that's how I, I, I pose it. And, and that's what's been really hard is, let's say on the mountainside, am I a chaos customer or am I a pro RMK customer? And, and it's like, you know, everyone sees what I'm riding, but you know, my, my use demand is a lot different than other people's. And so again, it's, you know, it's breaking it down and asking yourself, what would you like to do? You know, I, I see, uh, and, and this is the tendency of a lot of men, right? Biggest, baddest, most expenses, longest, biggest, most power, all that stuff. And, and then it's not the greatest experience, right? And so, you know, just again, just looking at the scope of the job, figuring out the best tool for that job and, making that decision what's your favorite one to ride and why do you like that yep so i um and and this has been something that has um been so incredibly cool about riding for players for the last 10 years is to see their focus and shift um in in lightweight fun riding snowmobiles and um you know i've been able to to do things on stock snowmobiles that you would never, I mean, to think that you could go buy, you know, this year our RMKs weigh 410 pounds, you know, 10 years ago to think that you could go buy a factory snowmobile at 410 pounds with an 850 monster of a motor is, I mean, it's just unheard of. And, um, so, you know, for me in my terrain and the snow, I, I ride, I'm a 163 guy. Um, I actually, I am really torn as well, like everybody else. I'm really torn if I, I want to do a 163 Pro or the or the new 163 Chaos. Um, I love the light feeling of the Chaos, um, and I think for for most people's snow conditions, that 163 Chaos is going to be the ticket. In our snow in Colorado, where I ride, I we it's really sugary, and so when it's sugary, that means it trenches, and when it trenches, that means the front end lifts, and then I have to let off, and then I can't make it up the line right so like my custom builds that i do i'm, re I'm really into that I, I love like pushing that that envelope of taking something that is really good and trying to make it even better and that's what helps progress and push this sport too you know which is which is pretty enjoyable um i ride uh the pro profile of rail and geometry and all of that and um so you know for me man, I love the 163 chaos and I think it's, and, and I, 
I built one this year too, um, just because I thought that would be like the perfect sled. And for a stock base sled, I don't know if it can get much better than that, but I'm still, I want to be in the gnarliest terrain possible. And I'm, I'm a pro guy for that. Well, Chris, thanks a ton for the time today. Thanks for all the expertise and the knowledge, and we really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. You bet. And um, I'm, I think it's really cool um, in, in the world of podcast stuff now that you guys are uh, – I actually have my own podcast as well uh, that you can look up, but it's really neat to be able to uh, to help the, the consumer and the player's customer, and uh, hopefully you guys will have me back. Absolutely, anytime. Awesome, thanks. Thanks. A huge thanks to Chris for taking the time to chat. And a huge thanks to all of you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a five-star review. And don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe wherever they get their podcasts. Check out Chris's podcast, Wide Open with Chris Barant. You can find the links to all of his social media accounts in the description of this episode. Until next time, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Hi, you've reached Joe. Sorry I missed your call. Please leave me your name, your number, and a short message, and I'll get right back to you. Thanks, and have a great day. Straight to voicemail. Okay. Joe, you need to tell them that the Polaris Help Center is their first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. All they have to do is look for the Help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. They also need to remember that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow their owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And always ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Next time, answer your phone. Okay, bye.